Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. But tonight's Center Stage, the first half hour, is going to be amazing. And why is that? Because we have Dessa joining us tonight. First of all, if you don't know who she is, do whatever you can to find out who she is. Secondly... If you don't have, um, if you don't have any of her music or you never heard her as a slam artist, go find it. If you don't understand how brilliant and how bright she is, this is a night you will learn a lot more about her. So stay tuned because I'm telling you, this woman is amazing. So let us welcome Dessa to WCCO Radio. It is such a pleasure to have you. <laughs> what an absolutely uh, flattering introduction. It is so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, there's so much to talk about with you, and we have a good 20 to 30 minutes, and you tell me if you have to run off. But I am absolutely inspired by you, and so many others are. Let's start with where you began in this place called Minnesota. You were a slam artist first, am I correct? Yeah, you know, actually, I was like an unsuccessful literary artist first. I was a writer who didn't know how to get published, and a friend of mine said, you should go and try to perform your stuff. You know, do it on stage if you're having trouble getting it in print. And so that was my entrance into performance, was kind of an inability to figure out at first how to crack into the writing world. And then you didn't give up. That's the thing. Sometimes when people tell you something like that and you think, oh, I failed, you just kept going. The same thing happened to me once, Dessa. A woman told me I could not sing, and she was the manager of Stevie Wonder. And she sat with me and said, nope, nope, not you. You can't sing. You can't sing at all. And the man I was married to was a part of that meeting, and he stood up and looked at her and he asked, ma'am, I don't know how crazy you are or where you are and where you've been, but this woman here? Not only can sing, but she sings with her heart. So you should stop saying that. <laughs> and I set up. I finally set up and went, oh, this is how it works. And she laughed at me and apologized. She said, that's what I was waiting to hear. That's, he's no, the one. Is yeah. that real? This is for real. This is for real. She I looked at my, my husband at the time. Yeah, he said that. And she was, she was hoping yeah. he would say it or I would say it. And I wow! I was just—I was trying—I was trying to imagine a universe in which anyone with working ears would say that you couldn't sing, and I couldn't imagine it. So, so I'm relieved <laughs> to know that the moral to this story is about 
Self-advocacy, yeah. Okay. Self-advocacy, that's it, you know. Um, speaking of self-advocacy, you have a new song that's coming out that I want to talk about right from the top because I had a great time listening to it, and it's called Blush. And I think that is so apropos for today. I don't know about you, but um, just hearing that word brought me many, many ideas in my head about how I've been living through this pandemic. Tell me about the song. Mm. So, um, you know, I for many years, my musical genre has kind of it's lost around a little bit. I like a lot of different kinds of music. I've made a lot of different kinds of music from kind of like indie, kind of rugged hip hop to some more kind of lyrical R&B. And this song, Blush, is. It's more straight ahead pop, and I love pop. Me <laughs> like, too. I know that sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that was kind of a is a, a dirtier word when I was a kid. You know, people sometimes look down their nose at it. I just I love have loved pop music since I was in elementary school, and I love it still. And so this tune is about um, the feeling of being very much infatuated with somebody, but the importance of also trying to find a relationship in where in which one is appreciated for the fullness of who they are. So it can be tempting, probably for all of us, maybe even particularly for performers, to present only your good side. <laughs> the jokes that you know are funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, to, to, to position your face in the way that you would when you look in the mirror or when you take a selfie, that's not the full expressive range of what it means to have... A, a human face, but we know our angles. And so I think it can sometimes take a little bit of self-discipline to present a loved one, even with the parts of you that might not be the most polished, that might not be the, the, the readiest for consumption. And um, so, yeah, it's about trying to find a, a fuller connection with somebody. A fuller connection with someone. That is absolutely the purpose of what you do. And you have so many outlets, so many tentacles involved in so many things. I mean, people can receive what they need to get from you with one thing or with an abundance of so much more. Why do you do that with yourself? When was the moment when you knew, I have to do a lot more? Have you always done a lot more? Well, I mean, you and I have spoken, I think, as artists about the way that one might conceptualize their career. I would say that a word like entertainer wouldn't probably be the first one that I'd reach for. Mm -hmm. For me, I think um, art has been communicative. Art has been a way to find human company and companionship, even when it might be difficult in the lived moment. Even if there's nobody in the room who feels the same way as you do, there's probably somebody on record. Right, who's right. singing the song that right. expresses exactly the way that you do, right? And so I think for me, the feeling of community and companionship is a big part of what uh, makes art attractive to listen to and to make for me, yeah. The thing about you that I've heard from other people, I did my own little survey, <laughs> they said, you know, there's, there's a piece of me that's always in something she's doing. You know, even if it's not what I'm expecting, I find out that it's something that is going to affect me. And I love that, right? That means you're going to take challenges. People are going to say, okay, I don't necessarily enjoy this, but wow, what that just mm -hmm. happened on the right. Thank you so much for that. What are you hearing from your fans today? Because I know you took a little hiatus, um, which is very healthy for all of us. Um, what, what do you say to your, um, your fans today? Mm. I mean, in some ways... I 
try not to be so presumptuous as to imagine that I know exactly what somebody needs to hear. So I know that some artists create uh, like agendas or artistic manifestos and that serves them well, but that's never really been my thing. I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of true stories. And I don't think every true story hits the same person, hits different people the same way. You know, what I enjoy most about a particular testimony is going to be informed by my own life experiences, right? By the own kind of read that, that resonates in my chest, maybe tunes to a different frequency than does yours, right? So if two people sit down and watch a movie together, the mother might have a different experience than the daughter, even if they both really enjoy the film. So I'm kind of trust truthful work to go out and make its own way. And, and I feel the same way as a consumer of art, you know, that that truth doesn't have to have an agenda. It just has to be true. And we'll find the meaning uh, that we need to make of it. Oh, truth will find the meaning of what we will make of it. Can you just like put that on a coffee cup or a t-shirt for me? <laughs> that is, that's the essence right there. That's the essence. Well, I tell you, um, we're going to come right back with Dessa in just a moment. I had so much fun uh, talking with her and so happy that you're sticking and staying with us. Stay tuned. More to come. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, let's welcome back Dessa. If you don't know who she is, look her up. Take a listen to what's coming up for her as well. So let's talk about everything else that you do as much as we can get in. Um, We talked about your beginnings, but you're brilliant. You really are. You write poetry. You write books. You write so much more. You deliver the music, but at the same time, there's so much more coming. What should we be looking for from you uh, now from this time on? Well, you know, if I survey the next couple of pages of my calendar, the big stuff in my universe at the moment is I'm recording a new series of pop songs. So I'm looking to my right and I can see my closet door behind which is the microphone where I'll record all my background vocals. <laughs> and um, so it's recording time. It's also, uh, it's also, I'm heading into the release of a new poetry project which I'm kind of excited about. You know, I read a lot of like, performance poems on stage even at my musical shows and I collected yeah yeah and and I've always loved that you know you mentioned the slam stuff and I think I'm I'm a big fan of language arts and all its forms and so this collection coming up is 12 poems and it's bound in a really pretty little book with like a gold foil and embossed cover I don't know if I can say the name on the radio. <laughs> say it. I'll say it for you if you want to. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I think it's it. absolute. I think it's. I think it's adorable. It's called Tits on the Moon. Come on, you guys. If you are offended by offended by that, then I'm sorry. But seriously, that is a great title. Okay. In my head, all sorts of things I thought about. Oh yeah. So she's saying to me, the first thing I got, I gleaned from that was, oh, by the way, Jarlin, there are women on the moon. Yes. <laughs> but tell me, why tits on the moon? Yes. So there is a poem that lends its name to the collection and that poem starts with the line the moon's gravity is one sixth of ours my tits would be awesome there but the poem (laughs) continues to talk about the kind of burden bearing that we do and maybe women particularly here on earth what it means to carry weight to be a body in the world yeah I saw a movie not long ago, and the woman said, you have to understand, I am a woman. I I bring souls into the world. And I just kind of stood up and said, yes, right? <laughs> right? We cannot keep going forward without people being born. Uh, so that, that that's exciting to know that you're calling it that. What are your expectations of this particular collection? Because um, so many cannot seem to find, those that I know, can't seem to find from you um, where you're going next. A lot of artists, they announce it immediately or they'll say, I'm thinking about doing this, but you're all, you always have clarity. How is that? Well, I mean, well thanks. I, I mean, I think in some ways, even if I haven't always achieved my objective, the goal is to try to do good work, to try to render it as bulletproof as I can in an effort to garner enough trust from the people who like my stuff so that if I say, hey, I know I haven't done a a radio play before, but will you follow me? And just press play and listen for five minutes and see if you dig it. Like I, I take the trust, I think, of listeners really seriously, and I take the time seriously. You know, sometimes the way that... um. The way that people tweet online, I admit, kind of turns me off, like the all caps, like, this is your new favorite song, check it out. Like, 
that's really unlikely, but I'd be honored if I had 30 seconds of your time to see if you dug it. So I try to honor, I try to honor the ask, you know, to realize that we're making an exchange right. and to be mindful. Yeah, to be mindful of the time and the money that I'm asking from anybody. So for this project, it's a different time than I've put out before, but I hope it delights people. I hope it makes them laugh. It's some funny poems. I hope it hits some tender spots too. Yeah. All right, let's just take a, a breath, take a deep breath for just a moment. Because I'm like, wow, I'm interviewing Dessa. You guys have no idea how much I care about this woman. She is so amazing. So thank goodness we have center stage here at WCCO. And, of course, Dessa is joining us. If you are just joining us tonight, we sure appreciate it. Um, you can always go and listen to the podcast as well afterwards. But uh, as I sit here and interview, interview her, there is so much to talk about. I keep looking back and forth saying, okay, do you want to say that now? Do you want to say this now? Yeah, you make me nervous, but it's a good thing. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just be real. Charmed. Charmed. Okay, you've got um, the body video um, that's available, um, and I know there's websites for them. We will try to post those as well. Uh, that You'll be doing a reading at the Twin Cities Book Festival at the Minnesota State Fair on Saturday, October 15th. Tell us more. Yes, I'm just starting to announce uh, some readings for that book. So the book itself actually comes out like on the 18th of October, but this is a book of poems that's designed to be read out loud. So this is not like, you know, to be read in the study and in your, you know, sitting upright. It's to be read while moving. It's to be read loud and in company, you know. So these are performance poems. So I'll be doing some readings there at the Twin Cities Book Fest, put on by Rain Taxi, who helped publish the book. And then I'm also, you know, setting off on a series of shows, um, like musical concerts that I'll be incorporating some of that poetry into. So I play uh, First Avenue on the 21st of October mm-hmm. and then head off to a few dates in Wisconsin and Iowa and Chicago. But, of course, it's the hometown show that very often... You know, it, it, it has special resonance, for sure. That was always a big one. So um, I'll be putting together some special performances for that night with layered harmonies and horns and all sorts of special guests. You have recorded, what, twice with the Minnesota Orchestra or three times? We played something like six shows together, and we did put out an album. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the audience for one of those concerts. I was blown away. By the way, I'm going to ask God for your body for a little bit of while. Maybe a thousand years I'll walk around in your body because it was amazing. That that second set outfit was just wow. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow, woman. <laughs> Oh, man, thank you. And, and shout out to the local designer who I was like, I want to, so, well, you and I know this, but like, do you use, when you sing, do you prefer to use wedges that are on the stage, like for monitors to hear yourself, or do you like to have the monitors that are in your ears? I'm old school. Monitors? I'm old school. Yeah, I want, the, wedges, I want right? the monitors on the floor. Yeah. I do too. But for the, for the um, orchestral stuff, sometimes you have to have like a click in your ear, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I needed to have this little, like the little battery packs that you see on TV. And so it was so cool because I talked to the clothing designer and I said, I need somehow to get this battery pack on. But in women's clothes, there's not that many places to put them that don't look kind of stupid, you know? I and know. So, <laughs> they could just look silly. And so we, we invented like a, a leather holster that was based on the outfit 
um, like Lara Croft Tomb Raider. So it was really <laughs> fun. Yeah, it was really fun to find a way to strap this, you know, to your very like um, controlled top type. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's talk about November right quick because you'll be an artist in residence. I was so happy about this. An artist in residence at John Hopkins University where you'll spend a few days meeting classes and lecturing on music industry, creative writing, and life in the arts. I would love to be in that space to hear you talk about that because life in the arts, according to Dessa, should be a whole nother album. You know, um, I just love that you have this difference about you. So tell me what you're going to pour into those people, the students, the faculty that may be there for this. What are you going to pour into them? I really do. Do you enjoy doing academic residencies or lectures or visits to campus? I have never done that um, for academics. Come with me. I would love to. I'm asking you on air. No, I'm asking you for real on air. Would you do it with me? I would absolutely do it with you. Absolutely. Okay, we've got a plan. (laughs) We have got a plan. We are going to start scheming as soon as this interview is over. We're going to tag Bravo. team the heck out of one of these. Okay. Can't um, wait. You better wait, hold I, to I, it. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> but I, yeah, I really, I really like visiting. Um, I really like visiting campuses. So usually when I go, you know, I'll kind of think of like, so what are the skill sets that I have to share? Um, and who might be interested? You know, what kind of audiences on campus might have a, a curiosity in those skill sets? So I'll usually visit like a writing class. Awesome. I'll visit a, a musical class, um, and then very often the business stuff because I think, I think it's pretty easy to imagine when you see someone on stage. Like when I see you on stage, at like the Fitzgerald, you know, so it's beautiful dress, yeah. bright light, amazing <laughs> voice. And you're very much in your element, but I think it can be easy for people to leave with the misimpression that the job in its entirety is quite that glamorous. Whereas at least in my experience, way more of this job is lived in glasses and a sweatshirt than is in sequence and in a spotlight. You know, there is a lot of planning and hard work, obviously, that goes into trying to build an artistic career, even after you're getting some great gigs. And so to speak really frankly about what that's like and to try to speak about what it means to build mutually beneficial relationships where everybody who's in them wins mm. instead of relationships that can make people so icky or taken advantage of. Um, that That's a passion for me. I like talking about the business. I like talking about what happens behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. And I'm not as knowledgeable as you on this, but I really do. That's awesome. Now, as we wrap up our conversation, I do want to ask you about taking part in an event at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and that's on October 2nd. Tell us more, please. I am excited about this. So this is an event called Sound Health, and it's sort of a hybrid gig where it's an event that involves musical performance from some real serious hot shots. So it's like the, the bassist Esperanza Spalding mm. and the, the, the soprano Renee Fleming. Oh, I love And her. the group Afro, yo, right? And the group Afro Blue. So it's, it's deep, but it also has a lot of conversation about science and resilience and, and how like music fits into culture and how we understand um, how musical participation 
and enjoyment might inform like neurological health. So it's a really mixed bag. And I think I'm, I'm excited to play the two songs I'm playing. And then I'm really excited to be like a member of the audience, right. you know, and we can do the other conversations there as well. Yeah. My goodness, I wish we had two hours to talk. There's so much more in my head that I would love to talk to you about. But just having this moment with you tonight has just been a blast. I cannot wait to be in your company again, to see you, to see that smile and hear the voices that come from you, whether it's singing or reading or it's just remarkable. So thank you for loving me. I love you too. And just know that we are here for you. Minnesotans are here for you. I am here for you. If you ever need me, just call me. Oh, and you are welcome at any in any room I'm in. So I can't wait to drag you out to an academic residency and share a stage together. <laughs> All right, drag me out. I'm ready. I'm All right. ready. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> thank Love you, you woman. Thank you for having me. Oh, welcome. Thank you. Love you too. That was Dessa. That's Dessa, you guys. If you don't know who she is, you've never heard her, please look her up. It's far more interesting than we've been able to delve into tonight. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Center Stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Center Stage here right here on WCCO. And I'm excited to introduce you to Cody R. Brott, uh, director of Stuart Little at, Little at Stages Theater right here in the Twin Cities uh, metro area. And welcome, Cody. This is a big deal for me to have you on tonight. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Geraldine? So wonderful to hear I'm your voice. Well, yours too. Hey, here's the thing. You know, um, Sandy Bourne, um, the founder of Stages Theater, has done such great work there. And to know that yeah. you are uh, the director this year of Stuart Little at the Stages Theater is quite remarkable because you were an intern for her many years ago, right? I was. I was an intern director for Sandy actually all the way back when I was in eighth grade. No. Uh, I had the opportunity to intern direct for her. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And now your your resume is is quite remarkable. I loved reading all about it. How many shows you have directed? Uh, you are a puppet director. You've been a, a puppet director. You've been an assistant director. You've been, um, you know, like I said, the intern with Sandy, and you've uh, produced. Others, um, I, I, I'm just blown away by what you've done. And puppetry, by the way, is something I actually considered one year since I've been living here in Minnesota, and I changed my mind really quickly. <laughs> oh, it's such a fun art form to uh, to integrate into different pieces and, you know, between scale and other storytelling facets with it. It's one of the things I just love, finding ways to incorporate into different shows. So as a director, what is the thing that you love? What, it, what, what happens in the moment, especially after opening night, if there's a moment yeah. when they say directors really have something that they feel? Do you agree with that? And if so, what is that feeling for you? I think the, the big feeling for me is, um, uh, and we, we've actually talked a lot about this with the, the cast and uh, crew and design team of Stuart Little, but it's pride. Um, the... Right art and theater specifically is so highly collaborative where you're bringing everyone's different art forms together in the room and finding where they clash in the great ways um, to be able to tell great stories. And uh, once you get to that opening night and the dust has kind of settled from the trying this and trying that, um, getting that moment to just take the whole thing in and think, wow, we all did it. We did it together, all of us, everyone in this room. So I think that's the, the thing for me is pride. That's what we feel come opening night. 
I love that because, you know, I've been involved in a couple of pieces many, many, many years ago, and there was no oh. pride for me. I, and that's why I don't do much theater uh, to this day. I just It just took the taste right out of my mouth to do that. So I'm really happy to hear you say that it's all about pride. Interesting. Um, now, in directing Stuart Little, which I love the movie, um, this is already open. Um, you guys yeah. go through October 16th, correct? Yep, October 16th at the Hopkins Center for the Arts. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So tell me how the creative pieces have happened for you with this cast. Do you know some of them? Did you grow up with some of them? I'm just curious to know how much do you know about the actors right now at Stages Theater? Yeah, so um, I was fortunate to both grow up in the programming at Stages. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, my assistant director on this show is uh, an amazing um, educator and creative named Megan Collins who's actually the education director at Stages, and she was by my side throughout this whole process. Um, but uh, for a period of time, I was actually a full-time staff member at Stages. So a couple of the kids are folks that I've seen and known since they were, you know, 10 years old, and now they're, you know, sophomores in high school. Um, and then some kids that I got to meet for the very first time on this show. Um, and uh, the different collaborators, too. You know, some of them I worked with as a stage manager, or some of them I've worked with as designers before, and some of them I've never worked with. Um, and so we were able to kind of find this fun melting pot that uh, brought Stuart Little into kind of a 1930s prop movie warehouse, um, where we're creatively just grabbing props and costume pieces at all times to create new space and new, new ways to tell the story. Well, I tell you, it tells its story. That is for sure, whether you saw it on television or you see it in theater. And I know there's a difference between the two. I wish I had more time with you tonight to really talk more about what it means to to direct a piece like this, because it is unique in its own way. But I do want to talk about tickets. I know tickets are available. The shows are, are, are happening and waiting for you. All ages are welcome. And it's approximately 60 minutes. You can't go wrong with this, right? Yeah, 60 minutes. We're sitting right in that sweet spot where it's perfect for um, for those who might have their first theater experience or are wanting to discover adaptation in a different way, especially reaching into the the book different uh, differently than the movies, because the movies take their own liberties. This this story really helps support young people in uh, finding who they are and knowing uh, what it means to kind of take off on a journey, because it's not about how it ends, it's about how we get there. Um, So tickets are available online and uh, via phone. Uh, By phone, it's 952-979-1111 and at stagestheater.org. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Cody R. Brought, director of Stuart Little at Stages Theater. Don't miss it. I hope I get out there to see and meet you as well. Oh, yes, please do, Jalen. I'd love to meet you. All right. Take care of you. (laughs) Thank you. You too. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break and come with our last guest, C. Willie Miles. We'll be back. I am so excited to introduce to all of you C. Willie Miles, and he is a comedian. They call him Americans every, America's Everyday Comedian, and he is hilarious. Welcome, C. Willie. How are you? 
Well, good evening, Geraldine. How are you, my friend? Good evening, man. We finally connect. I am so excited. I looked at some of your videos. I was cracking up like tears coming down, okay? <laughs> you are hilarious. I have never seen you live, and we have tickets. Javita and I are coming to see you at Crooners, man. We cannot, we just can't, can't, can't wait. Um, tell us how you got in the business of comedy. <laughs> Well, it was uh, a lot of it had to do with my uh, my GPA, so uh, I wasn't like you guys went to class. <laughs> I I just went to school. <laughs> you know? For real, for real, huh? just, for real, for real. I mean, it just so happens that I majored in psychology and theater, and yeah. uh, and you know it was important for me, I think, to to try to align myself with some type type of of uh, education that will helped me after I got out of college, whether or not I graduated or not, or if I had most people, like I said, most people had a blood alcohol level higher than my GPA. But that's the <laughs> real talk. I mean, that's a, but, you know, I got out, and that's what's important. <laughs> that is important, absolutely. So here you are. It's been how many years you've been doing uh, stand-up comedy? This August uh, was 28 years. 28, 28 years, years I've been on the road, man. It's been, it's been, I mean, I've been blessed. Uh, you know, in this industry, you know, at some point, you just want to be called an entertainer. And people ask me all the time, it's like, what else do you do? I'm like, this is it, man. This is really all I do. It was my dream when I started doing comedy, not to be famous, but to do it as a living. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I've knocked it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. Well, tell us about the show that's coming up at Crooners. Well, uh, and that's next Friday, and this is my second appearance there. And uh, and I'd like to point out that I'm the first comedian to ever perform there. So no I was super, kidding. super excited about the opportunity. Yeah, I just, I, I started watching you guys out there when I first came out there. I think you guys were the first show that I've seen out there, you and uh, Javita. And and wow. I was thinking to myself, I would love to perform here. I had never been there. And then I came to see Fred and do, to do his shows out there oh. uh, when he was doing the Baritone series. I just fell in love with that place. And I was like, I want to do a show. And and that was two, two years ago, three years ago. And it's been that long of just going through the, you know, the motions with them. And then they said, hey, we'd love to have you. That was this past June. I knocked it out of the park. They loved it. They said, we will love to have you back in October. I said, well, I'm all about it. So uh, in September. So and it's been great because I'm doing a Minnesota tour right now. And uh, so the show coming up on Friday, 830. It's at Crooners. Uh, we've already got a, I got so many friends and family members that's going to be there that couldn't make it this past June because I was up against June, Juneteenth. Right, Juneteenth weddings was big People year. running yeah, to the yeah. cabin. It was huge. So I was, um, but what we did, we had a good showing out there. It was really, really nice. So I'm looking forward to it. I just, uh, I just love that venue. And, yeah, uh, and, and there are three there are three stages there. By the way, people don't know about the three mm-hmm. stages sometimes that, that haven't been there yet. But there's the Belvedere, there's the Dunsmore, mm-hmm. and then there's the main right. stage. You are on the main stage. This is Friday, main September thirtieth, from eight thirty to eleven. Uh, I'm sorry, eight thirty to ten p.m. Um, so it's really yep. exciting. So do you do if you're gonna do this uh, here and then you go somewhere? Do you have one thing that you do? Lots of things that you do, and you keep changing it up. 
all the time. Uh, the one thing that you'll know about me uh, is that you will not hear the same show ever. Oh, and all my awesome. 28 years, I've never walked on stage and repeated a show where, where people go, oh, I know what he's going to talk about next, or I know what he's going to talk about next. There's some comedians you you can go to and see them once or twice, and and that's that's the tour that that's the show they're going to tour with all year long for the next couple of three years because they don't have time to write. Not me. See, I'm not a writer, like per se. I do stories, so I talk about life experiences. So I'll have a conversation about people I know, and I know a lot of people. <laughs> it's just you know I talk <laughs> yes, about being at Target. Yeah, I'd be I'd be at talking about Target, man, and people leaving their cart, and they'd be like two stalls away from the from the cart corral. It's like, how come you can't put that back in there, man? Right, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I wish we I, had I more know. time, but I will be there on September 30th to see your show. Please, everyone, go to croonersmn.com for more information. It is worth it, let me tell you. Take care of yourself, C. Willie. Love you, honey. <laughs> we'll too, we'll see you guys next Sunday. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, see you next Sunday. Bye, everyone. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 